All right, now, for our next lesson. What we are getting is another declension or pattern. This is the A declension, or sometimes called the first declension. It's called the A declension because, generally speaking, the endings do not have O vowels or diphthongs. They have A vowels or diphthongs. Now, do you remember when we did the O declension, I put up the plurals first. Now, I'm going to do the same thing here. I'm going to put up the plurals of the A declension. There are several different sub-patterns of the A declension. <coughs> and um, just like we had some, uh, a sub-pattern of the O declension. But I am going to put up the plural of one of these, which will be the paradigm pattern for all of them, no matter which sub-pattern you've got. And <coughs> we're going to use the word hemera which means day. So we're going to use the plural, hemerai, which means days. I'll, I'll put the nominative singular up, which would be your dictionary form, hey, hemera, which means day. Now, let's do the plurals first. Hemerai, hemeron, hemerais, and hemerais. These are the plurals of all of the nouns of the A declension, no matter what subpattern they might have in the singular. All subpatterns are in the singular. This is the basic pattern for all of the plurals. Any exceptions to that? You're right. Yes, you are correct. There are no exceptions to this. Very good. Now, <clears throat> notice how similar, in a way, this is to the O declension. In fact, the genitive plural is identical, own. Here, instead of Omicron Yoda, you have Alpha Yoda. Here, instead of Omicron Yoda Sigma, you have Alpha Yoda Sigma. And here, instead of the us, you have as. But now, Joel, uh, I'm going to have you guess here. Now, just look at the an analogous form over here. Do you think that that alpha is long or short? It's long, and it is, in fact, long. That is a long alpha there. Very good. <coughs> so. Hemerai is the nominative plural, and hemerais is the dative plural, and hemeras is the accusative plural. Now, here's an interesting little ditty that in the genitive plural, no matter where the accent started, on the nominative singular, 
the accent of the genitive plural is always own with a circumflex on the omega. A declension only, correct. <laughs> Any exceptions to that? If there are any exceptions to a circumflex on the omega in the genitive plural for all a declension forms. Yes. No! That, this one is absolutely firm also. Right. Hameron. Now, I want to emphasize here that we are going to have some subpatterns that I'm going to be putting up right now. The plurals all follow that ending configuration, no matter what the singulars look like. Okay? There are three subpatterns in the singular that are the major subpatterns. I'm going to put up for you these over on the left hand board. These are, we'll start with Hemera itself. Now remember, I'm doing the singular. Hemera, Hemeras, Hemera, Yoda subscript, and Hemeron with a nu. Now let's take a look at that. <coughs> this is fairly similar to the O declension, but there are a few differences. Uh, you'll notice that it does not have a sigma in the nominative singular and it does in the genitive singular, but the dative and accusative singulars are similar to omega yoda subscript and the omicron with the nu following. So those last two are somewhat similar. <coughs> now, it is a rule that for these alpha subpattern ones like this, that the middle two forms, Hemeras and Hemera with the Yoda subscript, are always long. <laughs> these are always long. The nominative and the accusative may be short. If it starts short, it's short here. It may be long. And if it's long there, it's long here. <coughs> Normally, this isn't an issue on anything. But it is kind of important to realize that these are long for accenting. Now, of course, an improper diphthong like this with a subscript is always long by definition. But this alpha is always long. <coughs> so that is the alpha subpattern in the singular. There you see the plurals. Now there's another subpattern which goes like this. And we're going to use agape, which means love. 
<coughs> in the agape pattern, every place you had an alpha, you now have an eta. <coughs> so I don't think that's too difficult. <coughs> every place you have an alpha, you have an eta. Notice the genitive singular has the sigma on the end. The dative singular has a yoda subscript. And the accusative singular has a nu at the end. <coughs> it's very interesting historically. Why would the eta be associated with the alpha rather than with the epsilon? There's an interesting confusion of things here, in a sense. <clears throat> and this is sort of a later development in Greek. Um, it actually comes, if I remember this correctly, from an influence in Asia Minor from Hittite, which is centered in Ankara, in the center of Asia Minor. Then that influenced the western part of Asia Minor, which is Greek controlled, on the coastland there. Remember how I said that's where all the linguistic developments took place in the colonies and went back west? So there was, in, as I understand this, in Hittite, a relationship between the E vowel. I'm sorry, the A vowel and this long E vowel, and that kind of got uh, pushed off here onto Greek as well. You have to remember that originally the rough breathing mark accent, the rough breathing mark accent is actually kind of the front half of that symbol as opposed to the smooth breathing mark. And once they started using that, this sort of freed this symbol up now for other uses, and it became the capital eta. Became the capital eta. So remember, I, I, I want to just spend a moment on this. This is important for you to see. Remember how I said that epsilon is short e, eta is long e. And then you have alpha as one of the variable vowels. But there is this interesting relationship also between alpha and eta in some forms, where eta performs the function of long alpha as opposed to simply lengthening it. So don't think that this is, I'm not actually introducing an epsilon or something into this. This is actually um, this is actually kind of a long A for the purposes of this declension. Notice the similarity, please. No, nothing after the vowel. Sigmas, Yoda subscripts, nu. <clears throat> now there is a third pattern. And the third pattern is what I've just come to call hybrid. It's a combination of the two. So what happens on this one is you start out with an alpha. Then it switches to the eta pattern. And then after this, it goes back to the alpha pattern. 
Now notice again our inside-outside pattern taking place. The two outside forms are alike. The two inside forms are alike. This is the hybrid pattern, alpha, eta, eta, alpha. It never reverses itself. We never see eta, alpha, alpha, eta. It's always alpha, eta, eta, alpha. All of these nouns, gentlemen, all of these nouns follow only an alpha pattern in the plural. So in the plural, let me put this up on the board. The plural of agape would be agapai, agapon, agapais, Agapas. And the plural of doxa would be doxai, doxon, doxais, doxas. All of these follow, in other words, there's no hybrid plurals. There's no eta plurals. There are only alpha plurals. And this is why I put Hemera up first when I explained it, rather than agape, because that is sort of the baseline paradigm. Now, the nouns, notice again, please, how here the own, the accent kicks over to that own no matter what the singular pattern was. 